When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Football Social Daily. Premier League Updates. Hello, welcome to Football Social Daily, your daily Premier League podcast, the only daily Premier League podcast, seven days a week. Never miss a show. Make sure you subscribe so you keep up to date with all the action. But it is international break, so there's plenty of barrel scraping going on around here. Um, I'm Niall McCorn alongside me in the studio. We've got Adam Brown. Hello, Adam. Hello. We've got Stefan Armstrong. Hello, Stefan. Hello. It's wonderful to be here. And we've got Dom Dietrich. Hello, hello, hello. I've got your name right. Uh, Now you're Dietrich. Dietrich. Dom Dietrich. There we go. Hey, yes. We got it right. Go. Third time of asking. Um, on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about what's been going on over the last day or so. If there was a footballer that was going to turn up at your wedding, who would you want to turn up? That's because N'Golo Kante is officially the nicest man in football. I didn't think there was any argument before today, but at the weekend, he actually turned up to a fan's wedding, which is unbelievable. So we'll be asking you guys who would be a dream wedding guest as a footballer and who's the one person you wouldn't want turning up at your evening do. Also, Michael Owen and Alan Shearer, they've been going toe-to-toe on Twitter. Love it. Uh, the former England striker Michael Owen has released a book and one of his fellow teammates has certainly hit back at him and he's not been too pleasant about Newcastle United fans. But first, before we go any further, let's introduce Ben Dinnery, who's an injury analyst from Premier Injuries. He's going to help talk to us about why players get injured during international break and also a little bit of an update on Eimerick Laporte. Hello, Ben. How are you doing? Good morning. Yes, I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Apart from getting Dom's name wrong about six times in a row. <laughs> so, Eimerick uh, Laporte, many City fans, including Adam Brown, who's here, who is a City fan, will have been wondering when he got stretched off at the weekend. Is it an ACL? Is his knee in real trouble? What's been going on with him? It turns out it's not as bad as first feared. So do you have any updates for us on on what the Laporte situation is? We do, yes. Um, City have just actually released a statement um, confirming that Laporte uh, has had knee surgery. Um, And the procedure was carried out in Barcelona by uh, Dr. Raman Kugat, you know, Pep's go-to guy. That's his lieutenant out there. Um, And they repaired cartilage and and the lateral meniscus damage in his knee, which, you know, given um, the severity of the the problem or the the concerns initially when he went down, you know, like you see, you mentioned they talked about the ACL. And I think even Pep was worried that, you know, he had suffered, you know, a similar setback to to what Leroy Sonny is. This is definitely, um, you know, that's the silver lining. And this, you know, it's it's certainly not as severe and we could expect a return to play, um, you know, much quicker than that and definitely this season. How important is it that these players get themselves operated on quickly? Because obviously Pep would have identified the problem or City's medical staff would have identified the problem and they would have pretty much immediately decided that surgery was the best option. I mean, you look at Laporte's um, importance 
to the City team first and foremost. You know, and you can maybe question now in hindsight, um, City maybe not replacing Vincent Company. So that does leave them a little bit stretched in the back. So, you know, priority is, is to, to get him back on the pitch as quickly as possible. Um, you know, once a player goes down injured, you know, once he's stretched from the field, the player, the clock is ticking. You know, the pressure's on, 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 on the management, the staff, the medical team, you know, to get that player back out on the pitch. So, you know, the timings in, in this instance are absolutely crucial. He was whipped straight off to Spain. You know, it, it doesn't take them long to do a, a full diagnosis these days. Um, and already, you know, the rehab has begun. Ben, um, a quick question on the ACL injury itself, right? Yeah. I'm coming from this purely from champ manager uh, background <laughs> where any of my players got an ACL injury. It was like 12 months, 40 months out, the end of the season. Like, is this the worst injury a footballer can really get? Um, it certainly used to be. It, it, it was the injury, you know, that, that nobody wanted. You know, and typically it was it was career threatening, career ending. And um, you know, advances in, in in medicine and rehab and protocols these days, you know, make it so that isn't the case anymore. Um, players are able to return to play. However, I suppose on the downside, you know, there are you know a high percentage of those players are maybe unable to return to the same levels that they maybe you know were once able to perform at. But in terms of, of, of return to play, you know, we've seen recently um, my hometown club uh, Newcastle with Florian Lejeune was actually back um, playing for the under 23s within 140 days of, of that injury setback. Um, you know, which was which, which was phenomenal, really. Um, and there are examples of, of players actually coming back, um, you, you know, in less time uh, and continuing not suffering a setback, actually, as, as Lejeune, um, you know, subsequently did later on in the season. So it's, you know, the, with the advantage in the surgical techniques and, and the rehab process, you know, it, it, it is improving, but, you know, it's still an injury that you, you don't want to suffer on the pitch. Ben, you know you're saying that you know it's Pep's go-to guy and stuff. Is that something we see more and more of now, where you know managers love you know surgeons and doctors who they favour over over others? I suppose it's like having a you know a mechanic that you can rely on. So if your car's fixed, <laughs> it really I suppose. Yeah, yeah well, very much so. And Doctor Kugat, you know, is, is very up there with you know the world's elite. Um, it's a, it's a very much it's a two-way process. You know, you know once that surgical procedure's taken place, um, you know. Medical teams, and you want to, you want to maintain and, and you know those two um, ways of communication and making sure that they've got the updates. You know he's trusted, he's worked on them before. We've seen Rafa with his guy out in um, out in Italy, out in Rome. Uh, we see other managers. I think um, Eddie Howe likes his boys to go out to do a little bit of rehab in the US. Um, so it's about just building that relationship, about having that trust, and and being able to you know. Um, ensure that you that in your opinion you know that's the best option for your player to go down uh, we see a lot of the time Ben players pulling out of international squads due to injury we've seen Aaron Wambasaka withdraw from the England squad Paul Pogba isn't part of the France squad because of injury um, but often we see players get sent and play for their countries and then come back injured so how much of a problem is this for managers and why do you think that we tend to see injuries picked up during the international break more than other times of the season so I think 
can't just sort of blanket all players across all injuries and all international games. We actually do see um, a, a significant spike in the number of reported injuries during this period. Um, however, you know that's slightly increased around non-competitive games, um, as opposed to maybe you know Euro qualifiers. Um, and what we're talking about as well, we're talking about players who are maybe um, you know certainly with the likes of Juan Bazaka, um, you know called up for the first time, hoping to get his first cap. Um, you know they're going to be missing maybe the first two to three to four sessions. When it comes to the international setup, you know these guys aren't getting the opportunities to maybe train and work together as a group very often. So it, it's key that the players are you know have that full amount of time to focus and being able to sort of gel as a group. Um, you know, and if you're carrying a slight uh, you know a niggle or a knock and you can't take part in that, you know then that has you know quite sort of serious implications on the team. Um, and, and from a club perspective, you know, you don't want your players being put under any unnecessary risk. Um, you know, and Gareth Southgate can probably look at his options with with Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, you know, with Kieran Trippier, there is options. And maybe think, you know, well, you know, let's not risk him. There are plenty of times for Juan Bissaka. We'll send him back to a club. We'll keep relations good. We'll make sure that you know we don't push him too hard. We don't want him to suffer maybe a setback which could potentially put him out any longer. So, you know, that's the reason why we see, um, you know, a high number of injuries, but, but also players who are, you know, would return for the following game week for their domestic teams. Ben, I heard you mention earlier on that you're a Newcastle United supporter. So before we let you go, we couldn't let you go without asking you about the whole Michael Owen, Alan Shearer Twitter spat. <laughs> Michael Owen's releasing a book. He said some rather inflammatory things about uh, your club, uh, Newcastle. So... Do you have any opinions on that before we let you go? Um, Obviously, Michael's not flavour of the month. (laughs) Um, You're an injury uh, expert. You you should know know plenty about Michael Owen. Yeah, Yeah, um, anybody that's going head-to-head with Alan Shearer anyway first and foremost is you know is going to lose <laughs> <laughs> you know the guy's an absolute legend up here and, and especially you know with what we experienced with, with Mike Lowen and, and, and the chairman at the time you know said he would happily carry Mike Lowen down to, to Liverpool to get him off the books <laughs> you know he was he was well paid he was handsomely paid I'm definitely in the, in, in the Shearer camp and, and, and Owen you know needs to remember that the guy was on 120 grand a week you know and yeah. that was a lot back then it, that was a massive amount of money massive sums of money involved um, and you know I think hand on his heart he, he'd come out and openly admit he didn't deliver we didn't get the player that we expected that we wanted that we needed you know what he's, he's got a book to sell he's got some money to make and yeah why not sensationalise a few headlines you know cause a little bit of uproar a bit, bit of a stern it, it's all job done from his PR company so let, let's just say well done to him on that front <laughs> <laughs> Great to hear from you Ben brilliant stuff Ben's an Injury analyst uh, from Premier Injuries. Where can we find you on Twitter, mate? Behind me desk most days at, at Ben Dinnery. Um, so um, I'll try to help out whenever possible with all things injury related. Great stuff. Great to catch up, mate, and hopefully speak to you soon on the show. Brilliant. Thank you. No Thanks, Cheers, Ben. ben. Cheers, Bye, mate. Ben. I mean, when you, when you think about injuries in football, so, straight away you think of like, oh, broken ankles and, you know, just yeah. really extreme physical kind of things straight Muscular away. Muscular problems. Yeah, you know, the, the classic. But the, like you think about, you know, like you said there now, like things that affect people every day. 
They're still going to affect football players. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you could have a footballer who doesn't <laughs> feel well or whatever. Well, yeah, well, we had a player last year, Ronan Curtis, who plays for the Republic of Ireland. He, he plays for Portsmouth, my team. He trapped his finger in a door. And his oh, finger was his finger was hanging. No his way. finger was hanging off, and he, no. couldn't, he couldn't play for like a month. Glue it back on. It did, but they couldn't. They couldn't play in risk of infection and all Real that. Real Ferdinand injured himself playing PlayStation once, didn't he? <laughs> and he was he dropped, someone dropped a jar of mayonnaise on their own foot. I can't remember that one. Someone's out. Nigel Martin, it might have been. <laughs> he was a big boy, you know. <laughs> this is Football Social Daily. Thanks for tuning into the show. After the break, we'll be talking a little bit more about that Michael Owen and Alan Shearer spat. We'll also be talking about N'Golo Conte. He turned up to a Chelsea fan's wedding, so we're asking the lads in the studio who they would have as a dream wedding guest and who they don't want coming to their special day. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss a show. We'll see you the other side of this. Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. Football Social Daily. Premier League updates. Welcome back to Football Social Daily. Niall McCorn here. We've got Adam, we've got Steph and we've got Dom here in the studio. Now then... I'm not married. Are any of you guys married? No finger. No finger. No, no, no. <laughs> Good hell. Get Ben back on with his That's my football injury there. Yeah. Chopped it off in the door. Yeah. He doesn't um, get married that much. That's what he's done. What he meant is there's no ring on his finger, which is good because I, w- I was going to ask you guys, after what happened at the weekend with a couple of Chelsea fans, um, N'Golo Conte, he was invited to a wedding uh, by the father of a bride who owned a restaurant. That's amazing. And N'Golo Conte said, oh, I'm sorry I can't come because I'm playing for Chelsea against Sheffield United that day and there's a likelihood I'll be called up into the French squad to play games for France. <laughs> so I can't make it. <laughs> so anyway, N'Golo Conte is injured at the moment. So he watched Chelsea's game against Sheffield United. He's not going away on international duty. So he went to the wedding. What a guy. He turned up to the wedding. He is the nicest guy in football. <laughs> is he though, right? I've got, an, I've got a different theory about this, right? <laughs> wow. Because N'Golo Kante... Do you think he lets people's tyres down? For <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but a couple of months ago, he was um, he was playing PlayStation with some fans as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah you like, said quite that. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's going to this wedding, right? So for me, this is a cry for help. I think N'Golo Kante is lonely. He needs friends in London. <laughs> and I think us as a podcast, we can help him find those friends. What sort of pastimes do you think you should be getting him involved with? You like a game of snooker. You, oh, snooker, European cinema, the lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I love the fact that his excuse for not having to go to a wedding was, I'm going to be playing against Sheffield United and I'm on international duty. Sorry. I, I, I can, sorry, yeah. yeah I, my excuse for my mates say, oh, Jock, I've got, oh, I'm busy. Can't be asked, mate. Yeah, I'm busy. What are you doing? What? Um, FIFA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, do you know what? He's, 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 I like that, though. I do like the fact he's done it. I think it's quite cool. And and when the, and the guy asked him to go to that wedding, I never in a million years expected it to happen. So it's just a little moment, isn't it? I think it's cool. There's no harm done. Definitely. So on the back of that, are there any special people that you would and wouldn't want to go to your wedding? I can think of a few footballers that I yeah. definitely wouldn't want anywhere near <laughs> right. my wedding ceremony. I'm, I'm going to tell you mine. It's a little bit weird, this, right? I'm a City fan, but on my, if, I, if I got married on my special day, the one it's an ex-footballer who wanted to be what bit my wedding, Ian Dowie. Ian Dowie. Wow. Ian Dowie. Yeah. That's what? how he looks so much better than him. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want Cristiano Ronaldo or Beckham or someone turning up <laughs> and upstaging me on my special day. I want Ian Dowie so he can stand next to me all day if he wants. Zoom the camera. In I, exactly. yeah. I would look mint next to him. Do you I would look that amazing. French Great rugby show. player Sebastian Chabal. Again, invite him to your wedding, Adam. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No one would know who was who. It's amazing. Yeah, I know, yeah. um, Stefan, anyone that springs to mind for you? Oh, the person who I wouldn't invite is the same as the person I would invite for the same reason i'd have diego maradona there oh my just, god let's just be fucking having it <laughs> diego. it'd be amazing Escobar would be oh it'd be so good uh don what about you you're a derby county supporter so there must be some derby legends that spring well, to I'm, mind i'm thinking i'm, I'm kenny miller with a derby legend i've gone with people i don't want to come would be 
Probably someone like Mark Arnatovic could turn up and just leave as soon as he got there. <laughs> yeah. um, Pick up his appearance fee. And then yeah. For someone I want to be there, I'd want someone that could really assist me on the day. So I'm thinking like a, a Kevin De Bruyne. Ooh, get those oh, just, I like it. Just bring yeah. in the assists and yeah. you know, help me out with little things. Like, where, just, where's the rings? Yeah, straight there you go. Away. Straight yeah, there, yeah. he's got it. Yeah, he's delivery, throwing them you know. from 50 yards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pinpoint delivery. So yeah. I'm having him. I would and I wouldn't want, for similar reasons to Stefan, Ray Parler and Ray Zabrowski. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Bring Tony Adams down. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, Ray Parler. I'll be taking bets totally. on how big the first slice of cake is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant stuff. If you've got one at, uh, at home that you're listening to the show and you think I'd like that person at my wedding, get involved with us on Twitter, at The Sports Social. Absolutely brilliant to see N'Golo Conte mingling with fans. You don't really get that. In all seriousness, you don't see it anymore, do you? Footballers, gone are the days where they would drink in the same pubs as the fans because now now with the age of social media and everything, it is a lot more hostile. Yeah, and also, I mean, you know, look at the situation with Ozil and, you know, Arsenal recently. You know, there's, there's, there's so much more kind of scrutiny on it and I think more security around players than ever. So it's, it's great to see him just, you know, turn up at a wedding. I like that. It's strange because... We, we say it was a refreshing thing, but I mean, it used to happen. I don't want to say like back in the day, sound like an old man, but it used to happen all the time. Yeah, it's probably, it is probably the most detached we've ever been from sort of our heroes in a sense, isn't yeah. it, really? And I was, I was watching, I don't know if you've seen the new Leeds documentary that's out at the minute talking all about behind the scenes there but apparently Marcelo Bielsa <laughs> how to break into a training ground <laughs> yeah he, honestly <laughs> but apparently he, he just walks around like towns in Leeds and like goes into the local Costa or like whip, whip out his laptop and start analysing the next game like in Costa Coffee <laughs> so if you're a Leeds fan walking around you know that must feel incredible so you just don't get that anymore do you talking about getting into trouble Michael Owen was never really the most popular man on Tyneside uh, as we've just heard there but certainly even less so now after he's taken Alan Shearer head on on Twitter Michael Owen's released a book where he said I don't have to justify myself to f***ing Newcastle United fans <laughs> he was on 120 grand a week as we previously outlined um, Newcastle in a relegation battle there's been rumours going around about the fact that he decided he didn't want to play the last couple of games because he was out of contract and he was worrying about getting another club. Um, Alan Shearer posted a clip of Michael Owen from last year on TV where Owen said, I couldn't wait to retire. And Shearer then commented saying, nor could we when you're on 120 grand a week. And they went back and forth with each other. Owen then had a little dig back at Shearer saying, I remember you being close to signing for Liverpool maybe you're not as loyal to Newcastle as you make out so it's been a twister war between the two of them it's all a bit sad isn't it really my best quote from Mike Lauren was was, um, Newcastle are only a big club in the sense that it has a lot of fans and a big stadium brutal (laughs) yeah brutal wasn't it but I mean but what's he trying is to gain out of that? Is it is it purely on marketing reasons? He's trying to sell his book. Of course, because we're all talking about it now. I think he's he's gonna get people reading the book because he's come out with something like that. I think he must have just had a, a meeting with the author or whoever's written it for him because he definitely didn't. Write it's entertaining, it. isn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like he's 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 just had a meeting and gone right. Think of the worst things you could say to rile the biggest fan base. I bloody up. hate Nuki yeah, Brown Ale. Yeah, exactly. just, just be a bit of a knob. Yeah. <laughs> what, what makes you think he didn't write it? He, he got right. He got, he, he, he got injured. He'd break his finger. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, um, but do you know what? I think Mike Lowe in there has been like, I love it, right? Because Alan Shearer, he's he's moody as anything, isn't he? Just, yeah. He's like a big boiled egg on TV screens, right? And he, he's there. Mike Lowe has been the perfect wind-up merchant there. Just sort of like tickled him a little bit. Come on, Shearer. Yeah. Go on, say something back to me. That's what you want. Brilliant. I love it. Um, Especially in the international week where now it's going on. In all seriousness, is it out of order? 
I don't think there's anything he said which is really uh, bang out of order. I just think it's controversial. For me, considering the amounts of money that's being spoken about that he took out of the club, I mean, yeah, he was getting paid, it was his job or whatever. Not, and, not and, his and, fault, especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, well, not, not my fault. fault. Someone wants to pay me 120 grand a week. Yeah, yes. No, yeah, but at the same time, I don't know. I would personally just have a little bit of respect. You think about the fans, they're paying into that club that pays wages. and I, I would refrain from saying anything like that, but it is trying to make money from the book. It's weird because Newcastle seems to be a club that a lot of former players have no problem going in on. Because didn't Jermaine Genus, remember a while ago, he was on TV and he was saying something about, oh, um, yeah, the, the level, the standard when I was there was, oh, was yeah. rubbish. But when I went to play for England, I was like, oh, I'm amongst players that I'm on the same level as now. Alan Shearer replied to that as well, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> He's exactly. like, oh, yeah, yeah glad she, we could look after yeah, you. Yeah, and Shearer was annoyed about that. So I don't, I don't know if it's like people seem to take a shot at Newcastle quite regularly. Is I, it just that they're so easy to wind up, Newcastle <laughs> fans? You are, know what I mean? They are passionate bunch. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, all right. I, I, I just think it was a little bit distasteful. I don't say it was out of order or wrong. It was just distasteful, I think, personally. Why not? Just, just say it as it is, Michael. Go for it, mate. I mean, because people always say we want more honesty in the game, we want more anecdotes yeah, and bits and bobs. I quite I mean, like that's, that. That's the juicy gossip that football fans love, isn't it? Well, well that's the thing, like, the thing that's slipping between the cracks as well. I think Owen said something about Alan Shearer possibly moving to Liverpool as well, yeah, halfway, he did, yeah. where he said, you're not really as loyal as you say you are, you're on, you were desperate to move to Liverpool and fell out with the manager at the time. So it is interesting, you want that insight, don't you? And I'm, I mean, we want honesty and you want to know exactly what's going on at your club, and I'm sure Newcastle fans would want to know that if that actually happened. So... I don't know. I, you've got to back him because it's what his but, thoughts are. What's the point in writing a book if you're not documenting how you feel? I'm yeah, right. I'm right in saying Alan Shearer was his manager when they got relegated his last season there, right? Um, I think so. Yeah. So, I think you might so, have been right so there. maybe he's just taken it a little bit too personally, Alan Shearer, on this one. You know what I mean? Because he's involved in it. He was at the other side of it. He and was a club it, manager. It didn't at the work time. out for him, did it either? Really, when he was managing, uh, he, he didn't he was, last you know, many games, did he? No. It, it was a caretaker, but it didn't it, last long. It, it was it, talking of last roll of the dice. That was right, a very so last roll of the dice. Could have done anything in that. So I don't yeah. think anyone, anyone oh, I in don't that job's coming down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but he, uh, and Owen put a tweet out saying about it's the serialisation kind of um, sort of period at the minute. You I know, think the snippets d- are being released in a newspaper. Yeah, so that's how it works. Obviously, the snippets they choose are going to be the juiciest kind of parts. Mm-hmm. But also, Owen has put in the tweet saying. Um, please wait and see and read those parts in context. So, I mean, it's still going to be the same thing pretty much. (laughs) I don't think there's any kind of, you can't contextualise that and make it any less kind of damning to Newcastle United. Well, here's Michael Owen's tweet. I can't really pretend to be enjoying the serialisation period. It's not my style to criticise people. I'm counting the hours now until the book launches so people can actually read my views in the context they were written. So that's what he has to say. Um, Gary Lineker's been. Well, Gary Lineker's always wading in on Twitter oh, as well. Yeah, but he's always on the fence. Come on, Gary, give us your opinion. He Spinning said, There appears to be a bit of history here. I like you both, so don't want to pick sides. Well, come on, then. Gary. Don't then. Why didn't you, you just say fuck all and then you won't have to get involved? He's doing that with crisps as well. He's making us choose between salt and vinegar and smoking ham. Come on, Gary. Can sometimes episodes like this take away people's perceptions of a player Michael Owen was a very good striker when he was fit Adam yeah, he was you can't say that he wasn't um, and obviously for England he was probably England's premier striker and then Rooney came along yeah. um, he was the post Shearer England man really wasn't he him and Beckham were the heroes of that England team 100% and again he even had you know Chris named after him didn't he yeah. at the time you know and uh, he was he was a great player his record for Liverpool was unbelievable absolutely brilliant and he was a great striker and, and he, was just, he was just blighted by injury so I mean you got to think to yourself as well in Owen's defence Newcastle must have known what they were getting involved mm. in at that point yeah. really 
he won a Ballon d'Or, didn't he? In 2001, he won the Ballon d'Or, yeah, yeah correct. Yeah. yeah. So you imagine being at the top level of football oh, and massive. then just being plighted by injury for the rest of it. It must mess with your head in defence to him. And, you know, when you look back on certain things like Newcastle and things like that, it must... It must just break his heart a little bit, and I think his emotions probably has got the yeah. better of it. And the thing is, I, I do like Newcastle as a club. I do like, I do like him. And and the th- he th- thinks to himself, if Owen was available after he left uh, Madrid, then why wouldn't if other clubs would have been interested? Surely, yeah. do you know what I mean? If they didn't have those doubts about him, he was only available for that money at that time. Well, he played seventy-one times across four seasons for Newcastle uh, in the Premier League and scored twenty-six goals. That's better than one in three. It's not bad. Though. It's not bad at all. <laughs> Imagine if he had it's stayed. Just, it's just, just over four years, all. isn't it? That's that's. Yeah, that's yeah, I think Newcastle games. fans have got more problem with the fact that he was injured all the time rather than the fact that he wasn't really performing. Michael Owen doesn't go to Newcastle and go, "I'm going to come here, take 120 grand a week, and not perform." Like he's he's obviously going to put his heart in. In a dream scenario, he would have loved to have banged in 40 goals a season for him, but yeah. it just didn't turn out that way. And I think it's just. You know, he just shouldn't say it the way he said it. <laughs> yeah. So whose side are we on? In a scrap, I think Alan Shearer is definitely going to win. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, who, who, well, I can see I can see both sides of the story. So you call me Gary Lineker if you want, Stefan. Splinter's <laughs> on the backside. But to be honest, I, I don't think what Owen said is out of order. I think Shearer is he's the biggest fish in the pond and he's the easiest one to catch. If you if you know, if you're going to find yeah. a little nibble, I think Shearer is always going to be on the end of the bait. So your reports were fun, though, Niall. How would you feel if, you know, remember the, you know, the, the, the infamous FA Cup winning side, right? If one of the, you know, they were paying big money at the time. Yeah. Not, 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 all right, maybe not 120 grand a week, but some of the big earners. Close like, to, I think. Yeah, yeah, not far off. Some of the, you know, the big names at the time there. What if Sol Campbell or Canu or whoever, you know, Sol Campbell <laughs> <laughs> turned around now, released the book and said, tell you what, I played for Arsenal. I played in the Champions League final for Arsenal. I played for, you know, uh, Tottenham. They weren't <clears> great at the time. But you know what? He played for Arsenal with all those players, Henri and all that. Portsmouth, I knew it was a step down. And yeah, you know, it was a bit of a second rate club. I'm not, that's not my you, opinion, you, mate. You've, but, you've just kind of inadvertently <laughs> compared Newcastle to Portsmouth well, there in he, terms he, of he, club's stature. No, but which played, I love. He played for Newcastle after he left Portsmouth. That's true. <laughs> he, he stepped down again. <laughs> he did, didn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm saying, all right, not Saul Campbell, someone else. Um, but how would you feel if you said that about, about Portsmouth? I, I wouldn't really care. I don't think I'd care. I think because Newcastle got relegated that season, I think that's where the sting is yeah, for Geordies. Yeah. I think that's really where the sting is because it's almost like we went down. In, and you in a way, asked, Mike Owen kind of represents the beginning of the Newcastle United downfall. That's the first time in a long time they got relegated. Maybe he represents something bad for Newcastle. That's what it is. Yeah, I think the relegation angle, there is a definitely added... added I mean, Sol of... can say what he wants. He wants us to fucking FA Cup. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is Football Social Daily. Thanks very much for tuning into the show. I've been Nile. Thanks to Adam. Thanks to Stefan. Thanks to Dom. Uh, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss another episode. Seven days a week, Saturdays and Sundays, we'll have full-form, longer podcasts for you. Premier League preview and review shows as well. And if you've got an Amazon Alexa smart speaker, just ask it to open Sports social and tell it what team you support in the Premier League because you'll get daily team updates for all 20 clubs covered every single day so you're bang up to date anyway that's all for now we'll speak to you tomorrow Football Social Daily subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode